podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I told my friend I'd built him a model of the Himalayas for his birthday. And he said, to scale. And I said, no, just to look at. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very good, mate. Very good. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I I mean, you've been back for a few weeks, to be fair. Yeah, true. I do do just, my brain does just keep reverting back to the, you know, the low times of, what was it, a one or something or a two I got? I can't even remember what it was. It was low. It was a low, low score, Nate. And I don't want to remind you because I don't want to take you back to those bad days. It will give me some post-traumatic stress, I think. So let's not do that. Um, Yeah, nice, 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 easy joke for everyone. Ease back in. In our transatlantic pod that we're doing here. Except it's definitely not across the Atlantic, is it? Wait, no, sorry. (laughs) Trans-hemispheric? Trans... Not even trans... Wait a minute. Bahrain. (laughs) Yeah. Transcontinental. you guys are in Bahrain. Trans-different continents there you go podcast catchy what would that be called transcontinental yeah transcontinental or intercontinental yeah where yeah okay yeah that very famously is used a lot more than transcontinental (laughs) (laughs) anyway enough of my my nonsense i was expecting i want to know what i want to know what the joke is it's eight it's eight mate nice i'll take that Take that to the bank. Take it to the bank. Cash in it. Put in my savings savings account. Accumulate interest. That'll be a 10 by next year. Welcome to the Paddock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretto, F1 correspondent and presenter. I'm Chris Medlin, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders from the ESPN. And we are late with this episode. It <laughs> is 20 past midnight in Bahrain on Thursday night. And Nate. But if we'd recorded yesterday, we would not have done the Hulkenberg news. So oh, yeah. I feel like that was a that was a sign from the heavens. And you are here for the Hulkenberg news, aren't you, Nate? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that in more detail later. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. Right. So we would have been we would have been out of out of touch almost immediately. Well, because you and uh, Sebastian Vettel have something in common, don't you? Uh, I'm trying to think what this might be. Is it to do with hair loss? Something I say? No. no. Oh come on, Nate. Even I've got me, this one. Me and Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Uh, both like Aston Martin? No. <laughs> both right up now. Are ourselves. you pretending not to know? Oh, sorry, I get you. Yeah, both have COVID nineteen, <laughs> and, and we like to clean, and we like to clean up litter. So I, I, I wasn't sure where you're going with it. So I was like, I, I forgot why he, I forgot why he was out. Yeah, I got, I got the, I got the COVID. But you're feeling okay. But other than that, yeah, I feel good. Better for, better for seeing you guys, obviously. Good, same. I'm looking into Lawrence Barreto's hotel room where he's got his TV on. It's very distracting, but it's fine. It's all right. I was going to say that the quality, the difference in quality of hotel rooms you two have, exactly, markedly on the F1.com side. That's what I'm going to say. That's what talent gets, mate. That's what talent gets. Lawrence Lawrence definitely gets a a 10 out of 10 from Nate. I I can't see the whole room, actually, Meadows. 
Yeah. How is Bahrain? I'm not there for anyone listening, as you can probably imagine. Um, but you two are there. And Meadows just won a trophy, which is pretty impressive. I did. I like the way we've just told people about, you know, our rooms that they also can't see being a podcast. But yeah, I've got a trophy, which I'm holding up for the other two. Um, oh, look at that. Which is courtesy of Alpine, um, who are doing a karting championship for the media this year. So there's going to be four rounds of it. There's one here, one at Paul Ricard, one at um, Spa, and then a season finale in Abu Dhabi. And uh, there's a very good prize involved, which I believe involves driving an old Formula One car, which would be incredible. And yeah, I got lucky and won today, the first round. So settle in for the full race report. Uh, It was was genuinely, um, I qualified third, and there were two much quicker people than me because they had quicker go-karts and I had a very quick one. So then after qualifying, they mixed up the carts. Um, and Laurent from Canal Plus, who was Laurent Dupin, who was on pole, uh, got a very bad cart that was three and a half seconds laps slower for the race. So he went backwards quickly. Why? Uh, I That's got a good not one. Fair. No, it's not. I got one that was as good as his qualifying one, um, as did Phil Horton, Bob. Um, and I got through into the lead on the first lap and just drove away and won. Although some guy called Oscar Piastri started at the back in the cart that had been on pole. And at some point, I noticed on the timing screens that a cart was closing me down. I was like, wow, someone's good. And at one corner, I just turned around to look and there was Oscar Piastri staring at me. Um, but we had a good what little was scrap. He driving? What was he driving his cart? Because I was mesmerizingly bad. Um, <laughs> he was like, you've got such a good go-kart and you're driving it so badly. Um but yeah, so Mate, you're trying you're trying way too hard with this false modesty about the cart being quicker. Yeah, I know. You've mentioned, you've mentioned no, you've mentioned that way too many times. You don't believe it was quicker. You've said no, I had a quicker cart, and then I and I turned left in my cart that was quicker than everyone else's, and then uh, you know I pushed <laughs> I pushed the accelerator down, but you know my cart was quicker than everyone else's. So you know, way too much. If you mentioned it once, I'd have been like, what a modest man. But you mentioned it like ten times. It was one point two seconds quicker than my qualifying cart, so it was definitely a step up. But um. Yeah, good little scrap with Piastri. That was quite fun. And then he got disqualified for being too good. It was difficult, yeah. Like, really windy and sandy. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. That's what we've done this evening. Uh, Mr. Barretto, where have you been? Um, I have been at the racetrack all day. So I haven't done anything fun like that today. But I have done a couple of fun things in the gap between testing and the Grand Prix. I've Ooh. played golf. Ooh. At the any, Royal... any old golf? Yeah, just any old golf, but there were some interesting characters at the golf day that I was playing. Uh, it was one organised by the Bahrain International Circuit. Um, traditionally, it's the teams, but this year, I think the, a couple of drivers have heard that um, this competition goes on. Um, and so Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc and Alex Albon came down. I, I was going to um, guess who was going to be there. I, I was going to be sorry, like, big, so I've kind big... of ruined that game. Who would yeah, you guess? Like, Who would you guess, Nate? Uh, Big Bird, Barack Obama, <laughs> um, Ed Sheeran, Golly Looking Chain. Um, three out of the five members of Bewitched. Uh, was there five members? I can't even remember. I, I... Blaze, Blazing Squad, they were all down there. Remember Blazing Squad? There was like 20 of them. And they were all there. They were all there. Yeah, um, they were at the crossroads. crossroads when Barreto catches his breath, he might tell us if you're right or wrong. But right now, he is struggling. Were any, no, you're wrong. You're were wrong. any of them there? None of them were there. What kind of golf game was that? Without, without Big Bird and Barack Obama? They loved teeing off together. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, okay, who would their third have been? It was, it was 
threes, right? It was trios. Fours. So you have Big Bird. I was fours. No, so who'd be, in, who'd be in that team? Barack Obama, Big Bird. <laughs> Two, oh, <laughs> Two of the members of Bewitched. There we go. Bewitched, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> I, or maybe I'm making up a band name. Uh, Bewitched were a band. Yeah, yeah. Bewitched so. were, yeah. But I think there are only three or four. I can't remember. Yeah, okay. Well, if, yeah, probably. I think yeah, probably about four. But anyway, wait, it's been great wait, content so far. Wait, listeners, you thought you tuned in for a Formula One podcast? No, yeah. I know. Oh, people people are skipping through. Like, are they just talking about it? Oh no, Nate just said Bewitch for the fifth time. <laughs> just drop it in, 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 in your in your season preview. Keep just keep saying it so that people who do skip think you're still talking about Bewitched <laughs> when actually you're talking about Ferrari <laughs> winning everything. Yeah. Ferrari going to bewitch the competition this year. Oh, nice. Nice, see what I did. Saved I'll tell you it. what. Oh, bef- that is we, quite good. Before we talk that, Mr. Bretto, how did you get on at the golf day? Did you enjoy it? Um, loved it. Uh, great course. I, I played pretty well. I hit almost every fairway. Um, so I was pretty happy. I know Nate's loving this golf chat, so I'll keep it. Honestly, you guys have got to get your own golf podcast. <laughs> I can't listen to another one of these. Uh, <laughs> it's just the it's the same every time. It's like, yeah, I hit a few balls and they some of them landed, some of them, some of them landed less favorably than I wanted them to, but the rest landed okay. And then I potted some and I came home. So, um, did you win? Oh, okay, did you win? <laughs> no, I came 50. Well, our team that's dreadful. Of a good friend of ours, James Moy. Uh, a ph- photographer for Alpine, uh, Lawrence Edmondson, uh, a mutual friend of everyone. Well, lit- a literal colleague of mine. <laughs> my, 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 my actually has been colleague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, yeah, and a friend, like literally um, a colleague. Like That's a good use of the word literally there before anyone calls me up on that. That's the actual use of that word. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Nate. Um, and then our fourth member was uh, a chap called George Payne, who's a wiring loom. He just started in Formula One, very excited, loving, loving being around. And he was actually quite good. Um, but we came 15 out of 18. Charles and Alex Album won the same team and they came third. I think Carlos came fourth or fifth. I think Lando was just behind, something like that. I think Lando and um, Carlos were on the same team, weren't they? Possibly. Yeah. I think it was on their social. I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, I think and, I saw um, Albon and Leclerc like laughing at the fact they were above them on the leaderboard. And Carlos Sainz Sr. had bailed because he just saw the humiliation that was coming his way. Though I did find out today that Alex Albon and Charles Leclerc played at the maximum handicap of 28, which I kind of feel given that Alex Albon's girlfriend is a pro and Alex Albon's quite good. And I'm pretty sure Charles pretty good as well. I feel like we were hard done by because absolute pair of bandits yeah so i you know you know just put it out there but i'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in you guys well tell you what mark them down in your uh, in your season predictions don't don't say either of them are going to do well <laughs> that's what i'm doing i brought them out well i didn't do <laughs> i didn't do so well in golf but i did do very well in another sport squash today i played squash against color science and i won chaps i won five did two. you that's why oh, you do don't sound too surprised no, sorry no i know you're good but like that's a literal like a, a like a world-class athlete man is this stuff yep. yeah i beat an elite an elite sport oh an elite. You, you can an tell elite. it's past midnight and i can't put many words together i can but because yes. we're 20 minutes into this pod we're just talking about golf tennis the cookie monster whatever the fuck i said earlier <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's, you know it's on all of us 
But um, oh, so yeah. was it even competitive? Was it like was it like two two? Then you then you won three games, or did you did you just blow them out like completely? Uh, so away? I went I went two up, I went two one up. I should have gone three one up, and then I bottled it, and he came back, and so it was two two, and then I went away ran away with it. Oh, nice. Look at that. I think I, there, was a, there was a stream of points where I think I won something like 17 out of 18 points. Oh, I don't like to boast, mate. Like, come on. Jeez. Show some humility. Mate, so wait, if, never, tell everyone you had the better racket. Again. Yeah, keep telling everyone that, like, every time you mention the game. Um, do you know who I hope doesn't bottle it this weekend? It's Ferrari. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also funny, because Ferrari is the official celebratory drink that goes on the podium oh so it's a bottle yes. that's on the podium although not here anyway carry on <laughs> i mean you yeah again 51 percent fact which we love <laughs> yeah, on this yeah. on this pod um so hang on so if if carlos science does have a winning car on sunday but he's just a bit too tired or a bit too worn out to play he maybe gets some leg cramps we can blame you last because you, you you beat him too hard at this game yeah, mentally squash. fragile because of it yeah well, I would rather say that, you know, if he goes and wins this weekend and it's because, you know, he had a better physical and mental agility because I trained him very well, you know, leading yeah. into the weekend, like the, the perfect training camps, I might say. Did you tell Charles Leclerc about this when you interviewed him? I did, yes. Oh, really? Oh, I know. Did you, t- you told him you beat him, but did you tell him how you were training him to win the race? Oh, no, I didn't tell him. I didn't oh. tell him that, though. I was just trying to trying to like put that get that rift going at ferrari already I think. yeah <laughs> now i asked i asked charles about that in my interview with him today and he what said say? we can go we can be fighting for the title and he doesn't think the dynamic will change because they're that good a mate set mate wow. i hope we have two convinced. different teams i hate it when two teammates are fighting for the title because they all play nice like Rosberg and Hamilton didn't at the end, but they still played nice for the most of it. Uh, for the most of it, <laughs> for, for the most part. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. Most of these teammates are actually quite like get on quite well now, and the teams manage. You know, they know that they don't have a number one, number two driver nowadays. So I feel like they will manage them in that way, which works for the team. But from a drama point of view, I don't think it works so well. And I think that's partly because we've had when we have had two teams fighting each other, there was a clear number one, number two at each team. So you just had one driver versus one driver. And then mm. they were the only two teams winning. So like you say, there wasn't a team that had two equal status drivers like that were likely to fight for the title, both of them, like going, going for race wins. So you didn't get that needle. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if the Ferrari boys, they say it now, but... I, I'm. I just think it's almost impossible for them to all stay amicable when there's a title on the line, and they're, because they're, there's always like you know people accusing that they're not getting the best treatment or that something's not going their way. Maybe it's car development, whatever it is. They're always pointing fingers at something that's just not quite right compared to their teammate, and I think that's just natural in F1 that people get a little bit kind of almost paranoid about things because they're looking for every little detail because they're not in control of everything because it's all all on car performance as well. So I don't reckon they'll stay friends like that if they have a race winning car. There's my uh, there's my bold prediction. Nice. Like just just feud at Ferrari, basically. Yeah. Or anywhere that's got a race winning car that has equal status drivers. Feud at McLaren, feud at Aston Martin. Feud at Haas. Uh, feud at Haas. Making K Mag. 
Ooh, yeah. Two strong surnames there colliding, literally and figuratively. Anyway. <laughs> so your bold um, prediction was that it was that teammates are going to fall out this year? Yes. Mr. Very, Netflix over there. Very bold. Am I yeah, right? Because yeah. <laughs> the way Netflix plays it up, in case anyone hadn't, <laughs> hadn't got that. Um, bold, bold prediction. Well, I'm going to throw a bold prediction straight out, just mention them. I think Haas are going to get podium this year. Oh. Within, yeah. I think it's going to be within the first half of the year as well. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. I, you know, I don't mind if it's Mick, but I would rather it was K-Mag, just because, you know, who doesn't love K-Mag? And Mick's, you know, Mick's got a bit more time on his hands, hasn't he? In, 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 I mean, in racing terms, that sounds a bit morbid. In racing terms, he's going to be Kevin, around a bit longer. Kevin's not even 30 yet. He's still got plenty of time as well. Yeah, yeah, but Mick's way younger. Mick's, what, 22? I think. Don't ask us. We don't know. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> we are, journalists? Yeah. You should have the, we should all have these like facts to hand. I, I don't. do. Of course I do. He's 22. Good guess, Nate. Oh, oh good guess, Nate. I mean, oh, it wasn't guess. not a guess. No, it was that knowledge. Was... Knowledge, yeah. So yeah, that's my bold prediction. House gets a podium this year. So I'm going to go bolder, Nate, because my bold Ooh. prediction is that every single team is going to score a podium this year. Oh, I like that a lot. Hello, even Alpine. One, even Alpine. That's so. <laughs> Won a race last year. So if Alpine, yeah, true. That is true. But they didn't look great in testing, did they? So that was harsh, man. I don't know why I picked up Alpine. I love Alpine. Consider they're just, yeah. Medis, it actually says on Medis' trophy that he's holding up to the camera that no one can see. Best karting brackets. He did have the fastest car. Please tell everyone <laughs> that over and over again. It's, uh, yeah. um, I love them because they Please give him the fastest car next time they go. Yeah, to I, it's going to cost me a lot of money, isn't it? Say. Yeah. Well, last year, last year we got close to that, right? We got every team just bar, after a man has, has didn't. Yeah. Right. So. Eight out of ten is pretty strong, isn't it, for all season? So you're saying it's going to be all ten? That's pretty impressive. If you guys were to write, like, from we, well, actually, what's your one to ten? Do you guys know it off the top of your head? Like, what you think the pecking order is going in? I wrote one because this this is this is the this is the bit of the pod that will either age beautifully or terribly by next week. Um, so I wrote one down, and I'm I I hate it because I genuinely think once you get past fourth place, it could be any order. But yeah, I, I found the same guess. thing. It's, it's really tough. Yeah, I did a guess at the final constructor standings. Um, so it, this isn't the order in Bahrain. This is how they end up at the end of the year. So there's multiple reasons for why certain teams are in certain places. But I went for first Red Bull, second Mercedes, third Ferrari, fourth McLaren. Then I could have just written everyone else in capital letters, but I did try and order them. So I went fifth Alpine, which I know people Ooh. find controversial right now. Uh, sixth Aston, seventh Haas. Eighth Alpha Tauri, which again, I'm like, I'm not even sure how I've ended up with putting them down there. Uh, ninth Williams and 10th Alpha Romeo. Even though at different times in testing, any one of them has looked like they could be the fifth quickest team or even fourth at times. And it's so hard. So, um, yeah, but over a season with the driver lineups, with development, with budgets, I just, that's just kind of where I ended up. So, Nate, I think you've got one ready. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to work out my, my ninth and tenth. But um, so mine would be, I think, are we doing it for the, it's the end of the season, right? It's not yeah. Yeah. this weekend. No. So by the end of the season, I'm going to say Ferrari, Merck, Red Bull, McLaren. I'm all in on the Ferrari hype train. Let's go. Wow. And I think Merck are going to sort things out over the course of the season and actually come on pretty strong. Um, 
I thought AlphaTauri, then Haas, then Alpine. Then I have just realised I didn't write. <laughs> I just wrote question marks after this. So what's that? That's seven. No, yeah. yeah, that's seven. So about three more. Uh, I think Aston Martin, Williams, Alfa Romeo. Wow, two for two with Alfa Romeo tenth, even though they looked so quick on the final day. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was it's, t- it's tough to work out from from testing because, like you said, Manus, everyone does seem super close at the moment, which is really cool. Because yeah. usually by this point you can say, okay, this team should be sixth, this team should be seventh, and it's like this team may be eighth or ninth. But yeah, like it could it could fluctuate, especially in that midfield every week. And I think the 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 four at the front are gonna move around quite a bit. Like I, I, I don't know how big it will be this first week, but kind of yeah, into race kind of three, four, five, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty noticeable how much they're changing around. All right, Bretta, you've been writing away. Have you got a 10? Yes, I've got a 10. I've had to change it slightly because we've gone from where I think they are now to where they think. Well, no, the well, yeah, no, I like that. No, yeah, no stick with it. So okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, okay. So I've gone Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, McLaren. Then I've gone Alpine, AlphaTauri, Haas, Aston Martin, Alfa Romeo, Williams. So lots of similarities between where you guys are. Yeah. Alfa and Williams down the, down the bottom end. Bottom two. But even then, oh, scoring I... points, scoring podiums, according to Barreto. Like, that's how competitive it is. They're all good, aren't they? Someone's just got to be 10th, but they're all good, if that makes sense. I, no I think that's bad. the unfortunate thing. Yeah. It's kind of sad that we've all put McLaren... Right. It's kind of sad we've all put McLaren fourth, because I was really hoping, you know, they'd be right at the front, but... It looks like they're just going to stay fourth, right? Well, it feels like they're a clear fourth at the moment. Like they could be mixed; they're yeah. more likely to be mixing it with the top three than the midfield. It feels like, but that they just had such a bad final week of testing that they might take a little while to get themselves up to speed. And if you don't hit the ground running, like it might be hard to catch up. So, I'm I'm surprised that both of you had Red Bull third like in yours because they just looked so good on the final day. Clearly, are still hiding something. Are very good with new aero rules. I'm just, yeah, surprised that you've both written them off. We're just haters, aren't we, Lars? I think, I think what will happen is that Max, this is nothing against Checo, but I think Max is just going to have a better season than Checo. And then I think both Ferrari drivers and both Mercedes drivers are just going to be more consistent. And so, therefore, I think that I, I, I actually think Max is going to win the championship, but I think, I don't think Red Bull are going to win the constructors. And I kind of, feel that's how it's going to end up. Fair that's point. what I was thinking as well. I thought on the, on the strength of the driver lineups and, you know, nothing against Checo, but he's no, just, he was very peaky, wasn't he? Very, very peaky last year. I think that will carry on. Whereas I think that Ferrari, they're so the two of them are so well matched and I think George is going to push Lewis hard. And I just think when you've got those two and they're operating on similar levels in both those teams, I think that Checo is just going to, it's going to be edged out, I think, versus Max, who's superhuman, isn't he? Yeah, a little bit. He's very, very good. Fair enough. Um, I wonder, so I was thinking earlier, do I, my mind says that Max is going to win. Then I start to think about it and I'm like, if, if the Mercedes is back in the mix by like the fourth or fifth race, I think we saw last year, didn't we, in Brazil, that when Lewis is like in the mindset of the whole world's against me, I've got a point to prove. He's just ridiculous. Like the, the level he reached in Brazil was amazing and he's done that time and time again. So I feel like if the Mercedes does get up there, if the Mercedes by the fourth race is kind of in that position where you can, yeah, you can call it the, like the class leader, you know, the, the front of the field, I would, I would back, I'd back Lewis to win the title. If that happens by kind of Imola Miami kind of time, 
fourth or fifth race. If it doesn't by then, then it's probably too too late. But yeah, I think I think Lewis is still obviously we don't know until Friday and Saturday exactly how they're gonna look, but I wouldn't write Lewis off at this point at all. Because I think just the mindset he's coming in with and the level he's been at recently. And I think him versus Max, to me, still seems like the most logical outcome of this season. Even if Ferrari are up there, I don't know. It just To me, it just seems like maybe we're going into part two of that. Yeah, I'm with you that I certainly wouldn't write Lewis off either. I, and I'm definitely not writing off Merck. I'm just wondering if they will have slipped, if, if they don't get the car working early enough, that it might just cost them over the course of what's a really competitive season, mm. that it might be harder to claw back. But, um, you know, and because there's limited development compared to the past you know some some constraints um just might you know they get the constructors champions so they get the least development time um in terms of wind tunnel time and stuff so yeah i i the the thing is if they've got everything sorted for this weekend and they're quick this weekend then yeah all bets are off in that sense they they could be starting on sort of level pegging with red bull or even ahead but if they're still struggling a bit then it might just cost them if it takes a little while to sort out because uh jed going to be a tough place to get it all sorted for um Mm. It comes thick and fast, and you've got a street circuit in Melbourne. So, yeah, like you say, it's round, round four, round five, Imola, Miami, that could be that it takes to sort it out. But we shall see. I think we should revisit this after Bahrain. And yeah. Because I think that Agreed. I think once we've seen one race in weekend, we'll have a better like feel for it. Um, and then we should revisit it after race four or five. And then, well, we should call it, and then we should call it there. And then that is the commitment for the rest of the year. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, before Miami. Yeah, Uh, but then seeing as I think you both wanted to do this earlier, I'm not going to make you do the whole top ten for uh, Bahrain. But people love a prediction. They also love to know, as journalists, when we're wrong, which is regularly, and we like to tell (laughs) you. Um, So, what's your top three finishing positions Sunday night in Bahrain? Go Barreto. Um. So I. I went quite radical on the show we filmed today. I said Carlos for the win. I knew, I knew you'd say Carlos. I love it. I knew you'd say Carlos. I could have, I would have predicted that your prediction would be Carlos. Even after you Charles drained second, him of all of his energy. Gasly third. Wow. Gasly? <laughs> wow. Yeah, Gasly love Gasly. I love that. I think Do we love Gasly? I just feel like this race is, is going to be high attrition. I think it's going to be something we're not expecting. Mm. Um, I just feel like reliability is going to be a thing this year, at least in the early phase. And I, th- I just think this is what's going to happen. Yeah, no Red Bull, no Mercedes on the podium. That's what wow, I, I like that, that a lot. What have you got, Nate? I was going to go Leclerc for the win. Uh, I was going to say Russell second. I think Russell's. I think we're going to have Russell beats Hamilton in race one. Everyone loses their minds about it, and I think. I- over the course of the year, I would back Lewis to, to beat Russell just because of experience and stuff. But like you said, over one race, anything can happen. And um, that's not me knocking Russell for anyone listening. Like, he's obviously amazing. But Lewis is a way more experienced guy. And then third, I, I was going to pretend I was going to say Gasly and that Lawrence ruined it, but I really wasn't. I'm going to say Sainz. So I think Ferrari have an absolute blinder. I don't know why. I, people listening are like, this guy just hates Red Bull. I don't. I just, you know, I just want, I, just want to I haven't put Lewis up there. I haven't put Max up there. Try and keep it different. Keep it fresh. Well, I'll, I'll do it for them then because I'm going to go Max for the win. Nice and original. Um, but I will get on the Ferrari hype train. I'm on it. I kind of don't want to overhype it and believe it until we've seen it. So that's why I'm going to go with Max. But then I'm going to go Leclerc second, Sainz third. 
And I feel like there'll be a spell for quite a spell where they look good, but it just doesn't quite come together. And then they have to mm. tell the drivers not to fight each other and bring it home because it's a good solid double podium. I'm not convinced that like check or before or anything like that to be a good start for Ferrari. But there'll be that sort of radio message like there was to Rosberg in Malaysia when Hamilton had just joined, where Carlos gets told not to attack Charles, just bring them home. And he's going to be like, OK, but I'm not going to forget this. And that'll be the start of the feud. So I've uh, I've wow. set it all up now. That's that's detailed that. Um, and wow. what's going to be a surprise? A Haas definitely in Q3. That's what I'm going with. At least one Haas in Q3. Nice. Yeah, I would, I would actually I'd, I'd back that for my, my surprise of it as well. We're going to um, look stupid next I week. I think... I think when, Gas- when Gasly wins the bloody thing with Magnus in second, <laughs> Schumacher third, well stupid. Barreto can count that as a win if that happens because he called Gasly for the podium. I just, I just have a feeling that this year and these first few races, they're just not going to go to form in a positive way. I just think, I just think it's going to be too close to call. It's going to make our jobs much, much harder. Like we're not very good at predicting in normal times, let alone we'll be coming into a year with the formulas change so much. I'm going to play in... this clip back uh, next week when we do the episode because it's going to be a Hamilton and Verstappen one too, isn't it? In some order. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you said yeah, it's going to. One of us is going to look incredibly stupid. I think it probably is going to be me. Uh, when we were doing the ESPN podcast a few years ago, uh, before the Italian Grand Prix in 2020, I had a really good like Gasly was you know just driving out of his mind, and I was like Gasly for the podium. And Alexis, our host, was like third. I was like, yeah, third, because you know, and is not going to win the race. So I, in the in the space of making a great prediction, then just completely ruined my prediction by saying he's not going to win. So I have previous for ruining my own good predictions as well. Good. Okay. Well, we better stop it here before we make any more rash predictions. Or, or wake up hotels around here. Today. Hotels? Hotel guests. <laughs> yeah. It's nearly 1am. Um, well, chaps, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Nate, I hope you feel better soon. Thanks, bud. Uh, all right, Meadows, I'll see you in the paddock very, very soon. You will. And thanks tomorrow. to everyone who's listening. Apologies if we've not put words in the right order because it's quite late here and we don't speak very well at the best of times. Uh, remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us on our social channels. You can read Nate's work on ESPN.com, Meadows' work on Mesa.com and my work on F1.com. We'll do this again very, very soon. Bye. Network.